0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Ecommerce maven podcast. On episode 181, we're talking all about the anatomy of top converting e-commerce product pages. So that's a mouthful to say that we're talking all about how to figure out what product pages are generating the most revenue for you and how to fix some of the issues where you might have a bit of a leaky bucket on a product page with conversion rate. So let's get into it. Hello, welcome back to the podcast, e-commerce mavens. I'm so happy to have you back with me. I'm Christy Sumer, the founder and CEO of the Sustainable Fashion Brand Encircled, host of this podcast, proud dog mama, business mentor and coach. And I'm excited to spend the next 30, 40 minutes with you talking all about conversion, right? But talking specifically about how you can make your product pages convert better, Now, there's something you'll hear me talk about in this episode, which is called CRO, conversion rate optimization. And this isn't really what we're going to talk about in the episode. Um, But I will talk about some conversion tactics because CRO in itself is a whole practice, um, which if you are generating enough traffic, it can definitely be worthwhile to investigate with a specialist. But full disclosure, this episode is more high level around conversion rate things to look out for, easy fixes you can make for product pages, and basically how to understand which ones are performing and not. So before we get into the depths of this episode, just want to take a few minutes and give you an update. So it's been almost a month since we've been back with the podcast, which is really, really exciting. Um, Thank you for all the listens and the shares. Uh, It's so awesome to see the numbers going up and up on the podcast, which is amazing. I hope to keep generating lots of amazing content for you. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. I am an active CEO of an e-commerce brand. So we run on Shopify and everything that I talk about in this podcast is stuff that I've done in the real world. You know, I'm running a seven figure e commerce brand. So, and I built it from the ground up. So, I know the ins and outs of a lot of things. And I'm sure if you're a founder, you can relate to that as well. You know things about things that you didn't, you wish you didn't know about, <laughs> but you do because somebody had to fix that one piece of code on the website at midnight or do a graphic in Canva, by the way, bless Canva for existing. Um, So we pick up a lot along the way as e-commerce founders. And my intention of having this podcast is to share that with you. And so I won't always have silver bullet answers for you. And I don't think that quite frankly, anybody does in this space. And if they do, they're full of it. But I am here to give you some inspiration, some education, and some tools that can equip you to be more successful with your online store. So with that said, if you want to check out some of the back episodes, you can go to christysumer.com. The link is in the show notes. Um, Check out some of the previous episodes. Check out my blog. I am opening up a couple of coaching spots in the next few months and launching a group coaching program as well, if you're interested in joining that haven't fully flushed it out yet. It's been a bit of a busy season with, um, everything going on in circles and we're doing lots of hiring right now, Um, and onboarding and offboarding, reboarding, like it's just a lot going on, uh, launching lots of products and whatnot as you do in e-commerce. And, uh, so yeah, so I will have that information out soon. So if you're not on my email list, jump on there at christysumer.com as well, and you'll get notified every time there's a new episode, which is amazing. Or you can subscribe to us on Apple podcasts or Spotify. Alrighty, so let's delve into the core elements of a high converting product page and talk about the secrets behind creating a customer experience that leads to sales. I'm gonna break down the anatomy of a winning e-commerce product page. I wish this was visual because I would love to share some visuals with you that can help turn online store browsers into buyers. So before we get into all of this, um, let's talk about conversion rate. So what is conversion rate? So conversion rate is essentially a function, a formula of how many people uh, have converted versus how many people have visited your website. And it's a percentage. I would say on average, um, I know they just released the stat and I don't want to get it wrong, but I know the online conversion rate in e-commerce has come down since the beginning of the pandemic. I think it's around 1.6 something now. Um, So if you're doing better than that, amazing. If you're doing worse than that, that's okay too. Many brands are. It's totally common to have conversion rates under 1%. Um, it's not ideal. It's something you definitely want to get up because if you think about it for every advertising dollar or even hour of your time that you're spending, sending people to your website, if they're not converting, that's like leaving money on the table. So we'll try and talk about a little bit at the end of this episode about email and what that does and how that plays into the overall, what I would call marketing funnel, that wraps around conversion rate. But that's just an overview of conversion rate. So where can you find out what your conversion rate is? So let's let's start with the table stakes. Um so as many of you know, hopefully. <laughs> I say that hopefully because there's always new stuff coming out, but GA4 is launching, well has launched as of last year. And uh, Google Analytics is deprecating its original analytics platform as of July 1st, 2023. So that's coming up. So if you are measuring your analytics in Google Analytics, you've got to get that GA4 set up properly. How can you do that? Well, I had somebody do it for me, quite honestly, because I did not know how to do it. And that's sometimes what you got to do. You got to hire it out. So perhaps you can find somebody on Upwork or referral through a friend. There is an integration with Shopify that you can install and set up now. Um, That's an option as well. But if you want some advanced setup and stuff like that, or to copy over maybe some of the rules you have in your Google Analytics currently, you're gonna have to find somebody to do that for you. So uh, what do I use to measure conversion rate? So I actually use a few tools. I use Google Analytics quite a bit. I find it's fairly accurate for like site conversion rate um, and it'll give you a really good read on conversion rate by channel. Um, So that I think is really, really important. But I would say there's a bit of a challenge there because you may not have all the data, so you may have to reference a few sites and they're not probably going to line up properly because it just doesn't always line up like that, unfortunately. So that's just something to think about. Like you could spend probably years trying to consolidate data from different sites and whatnot, um, but it just may not, it just may not line up. And that's just uh, what happens. So I wouldn't spend too much time saying like, oh, this page has a conversion right here on Google Analytics and this one says in Shopify, like try to do your best guesstimate. I wouldn't spend too much time on it. I'm just playing around in Google Analytics in the background trying to pull up a report for you to walk you through you know, what to look for and whatnot, and I'm just looking at my conversion rate for last uh, seven days says zero, which is not accurate, um, so there's something actually happening with my analytics that I thought was happening. I think there's a bit of a delay in the data, um, so if you notice that, that's definitely something you want to get a developer involved with, and I will definitely do that myself, um, and it probably has to do with us switching our themes. So, um, something to think about. Okay, so yes, so you can go to Google Analytics and you can see if you go on to, let's say you go into Home, you select your Google Analytics property, actually you should be able to see it on the homepage depending on how you've set it up. Um, you can change the little cards on your homepage, but should people to go into Acquisition, and then I like to go into Overview. Um, and so I will go extended to March since it appears our data is not pulling through. So you can see that it breaks it down by channel in this overview, you'll see probably organic search, direct email, paid search, referral, social affiliates, display, it'll show you by default how many users, new users and sessions, um, new users are, um, like people who have never been to your site before or maybe aren't tracked as being to your site before. And sessions, there could be people repeating sessions. So sessions is just how many visits in total. Um, It'll show you your bounce rate. Your bounce rate is basically what percentage of people leave your website viewing one or uh, no more than one page. Um, So that's an interesting metric. So if your bounce rate on a page is like 90% or by the channel, which is the report I'm looking at right now, Um, under the acquisition overview in uh, Google Analytics, um, that's not a good sign. So you want to look into that for sure because that can be a measure of quality of traffic as well. And then last but not least, it has the conversion rate. If you've set this up properly in um, Shopify, it should have your e-commerce conversion rate transactions and it should actually know your revenue um, because it will be tracking that through Shopify as well. And so on that, you can kind of see, like I can see in my channel overview here, Um, Our highest converting channel is email. Our lowest converting channel is actually affiliates, which is interesting, um, followed by like organic social. Um, And our second highest one is direct and then organic search and paid search. So um, that's like a good overview. And then you can see your like overall conversion rate. And so you can use that also as a benchmark and say, okay, so my overall conversion rate, let's use an example of 1% okay, which channels over index versus that? Okay, these channels are doing okay, which ones don't? And then starting to, you can delve into those paths and see, okay, like if the referral channel, for example, isn't doing well, is there like garbage traffic coming in from some blog or something like that that's not converting um, or has a very low conversion rate? Um, so I can see when I go in here, there's a affiliate who's sending in traffic and it's converting not as high as we would like to see. So that's kind of interesting as well. And those are things you just note down, like take out a notepad when you're doing this um, or open notes on your computer and just make notes of these things because it can be a bit overwhelming once you start analyzing data. You want to fix everything, which I totally understand. Um, So that's where I kind of get, oh, here's my benchmark for conversion rate. You can also go into Shopify and go into your analytics dashboard or the reports area if you're on advanced um, or above. And there's a report called online store conversion rate over time. Um, And that one you can measure over time compared to previous period, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So what I like to do then is I like to go and look at product pages. So there's no really great way to do this in Google Analytics. You can build a custom report. Um, I prefer to do it in Shopify but it is a little bit messy because the path of products is not always super clean. So as an example, um, if somebody comes into a certain path of product, it might, um, I'm gonna actually widen my range here as I'm doing this, Um, it might exclude certain things or might include things and anyway so you run this report online store conversion over time my go-to report um it'll show you sessions percentage added to cart percentage reach checkout sessions converted and conversion rate so that's like your funnel so if you think of add to cart like that's somebody actually pushing add to cart on your site reach checkout they're like getting to checking out they press the button to check out and converted as people who finish the checkout process. So you kinda wanna look at what stage of the funnel, you know, the change is happening, where are they dropping off the most? So if you see like, you know, there's 2,000 people adding to cart and only 1,000 reach checkout and then 900 converted, like you're converting from checkout to conversion um, is pretty good, but your add to cart to checkout is not very good. So you got a lot of people browsing. So that's just some good, again, something to note down. Um, so I'm going to remove my comparison here and what I'm going to do on these reports and keep in mind, if you don't have, sh- I think, I don't think you can do this on Shopify basic. So if that's the case, then you'll have to look up how to do a custom report in GA to do this. But in Shopify, if you do have, I think it's the middle plan or up, you can add a column. So I like to add obviously the conversion rate. Um, and then there's a little button kind of on the left side of the reports and it looks like a little funnel. Um, like it's like three lines and you click that and you can add filters. So what I like to do is add, um, landing path page contains products because I want only products. I don't want to see collections and stuff like that, at least not right now. So mine is a little bit messy because we had a sample sale. So that creates all kinds of products, but uh, let's see if I can find one here that's not like a flash sale product. Okay. Well, here's a new t-shirt we just launched. The conversion rate is like about 64% higher than our current conversion rate. So that's like an example of a good product. Now I'm going to go down and see some bottom performing products. So. Let's see. Here's one right now. A lot of these are out of stock. So it's very common to see a conversion rate decrease when you're not in stock for something. But for example, we have a very popular product and the conversion rate is not great on it. So what do you do? Well, let's talk about some tactics that you can do. So this isn't fair because I just updated my website last week and crashed it. So (laughs) those metrics are maybe not fair assessments, but you get the point. Okay. So high converting product pages. So first I'm gonna start off by saying when you're using Shopify, you need to make sure you're looking at everything on mobile and desktop. So why does that matter? Um, Because your customer can have a totally different experience on mobile and chances are that a lot of your customer um, traffic is coming from mobile and how would you know? So again, going back to Google Analytics, if this is like post July 1st, probably need to do this a different way, but um, so I have it set up sessions by device. I can see that 72% of our traffic in the last, I guess that's seven days. So let's look at the last 90 days, similar. 68% is mobile, 24% desktop, 6.3% tablet. So imagine you don't look at your product pages on mobile that is not good. And I know for me personally, that's a big improvement area on our brand because Shopify themes are mobile responsive, but they're not necessarily designed for mobile. And what that means is that they're not optimized for a mobile shopping experience because ideally when you go to a product page, so pull up any product page in your store, as you're walking through this with me, you are going to go to the page and you'll see probably some photos on the left, probably product information on the right, um, maybe color swatches you can select or variant selector. Um, That's pretty common and on my view right now on my desktop I am on a product page on my website and I can see the description, I can see like a bit of the design details, a little bit about the transparency, and then if I scroll down I can see more about fit and fabric and shipping returns and reviews. Now we call this above the fold. So when I stopped at like description, that's above the fold. So that's all the stuff I can see if I don't scroll down. And why I say that is because a lot of people do not go below the fold. Uh, I've watched a lot of videos of people using our site and not a lot of them get very far past that. So that's why it's important to have The most important information above the fold. And this goes for your homepage or any page on your website generally. So if you look at your mobile view, so when I go mobile view on my website right now, it kind of shrinks everything up um, and makes it all responsive and stuff like that, but it leaves a lot of space. So there's like important stuff that's not above the fold. And some of the issues behind that is because there's too much padding or the The theme hasn't been set up like that, and that's gonna require some customization, probably in your theme editor, but also maybe with a developer. And even the other thing I noticed on our theme the other day is when you go on mobile and you have the hamburger, which is the left-hand side menu that pops up on mobile, it's like not optimized for mobile. Like the whole shopping experience just feels a bit crunchy and I've already fixed it because previously, It was even worse there was nothing in it and it was just uh so anyways lesson to you always look at your website on mobile and desktop and ipad if you can because ipad's a whole different thing so the basics of a product page so you want to have compelling product titles and descriptions that's not just for uh, a product page standpoint but it's also for um, seo purposes high quality images i cannot stress this enough. And I have fallen victim to cheaping out on photography many times, many, 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 many times. But I can tell you, uh, a few years ago, there was like a, um, I don't think they stopped doing it. But a couple years ago, um, one of the big theme developers used to have a contest for like best, best website or something like that. Anyways. Um, and when I saw the winners, I wasn't like, wow, these are amazing websites, but they had beautiful photography, beautiful. So that can make or break a website. So making sure you have really beautiful photography, making sure you have all the right angles. So if you're selling a shoe, do you have the front of the shoe, the back of the shoe, the side of the shoe, the top of the laces, the bottom of the shoe, do you have it on a model so they can see how it, how it looks like, making sure you have all those angles covered. You also don't want to go too crazy with that. So you don't want to have like too many photos. Um, that's like not great either, but you want to have enough where you can see the details of the product, especially if you're an online only store, because otherwise people will not purchase if they're not sure about it. It's too, too risky. The other thing you should definitely have is reviews. So you should be collecting reviews on your product page. This is going to improve conversion significantly. How do you do this? Well, uh, the best way to do it is to install a review app or use the Shopify review app and have it automatically send a few weeks after they've ordered a request for a review. You actually don't have to give people anything for this. You could give them a discount if you felt like it, but I've done it both ways and seen pretty good. Um, response rate. And I usually just say like, hey, we're a small brand, you know, your feedback is important to us, please post a review. And, you know, you don't always get nice reviews, but you always learn something. So I highly, highly recommend to collect reviews on product pages. I find it very suspect when brands don't have product page reviews. And also, I would discourage you from hiding poor reviews, unless they're totally ridiculous. So unless you've got some Wing net who goes on your page who's done like a, a chargeback who says you're like the evil monster or something like that like that you can hide but if it's like i didn't like the fit of this and da, 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 leave it up there but make sure you respond or somebody on your customer team responds um, to that message and if you want to take it one step further though this isn't an episode on customer experience you can email them um, and let them know if there is, see if there's anything you can do to help out but Get those reviews up there. That will dramatically improve your conversion rate. Um, Make sure it's clear on um, shipping. So shipping and returns. So what are the shipping options? How much is it gonna cost to ship? What is your return policy? Those types of things are really important. Yes, you could put them somewhere else, but I do think that they're best on a product page. And the good thing is with Shopify 2.0, there's the ability to kind of have that on there. Through using um, meta fields and stuff like that. So that's what you ideally want to have is like some common shipping policy. Like back in the day, you used to have to hard code it into every page. And now in Shopify, you can go in and add a meta field and have it automatically pull in to a section. So if you don't know what that means, what I just said is confusing. Um, Google it. You will find it out pretty quickly. Um, There's some great videos on how to do sections on Shopify 2.0. Other things to think about putting fit advice, model measurements, care instructions, fabric, where it's made, all that good stuff um, can really, really help improve your conversion rate. There's a fine balance between too little information or too much information, but again, here's where we want to use meta fields as well because we don't want people bouncing off the product page to go to your fabric page on your website. So you might say, well, I have that fabric information somewhere else. Well, that's great, but you wanna make it easy and convenient for a customer. That's gonna improve conversion. So put that information on your product page um, so they don't have to surf for it elsewhere on your website. The other thing I think that's really important to have is to have really compelling product descriptions. So ChatGPT has made this actually really great. Um, What I recommend is taking your product page um, and a description of your current product and asking ChatGPT to make this more salesy, make this more fun, use this tone of voice and play around with some options and see what comes up. I think you're going to want to work on these quite a bit because nothing's worse than a boring product description. And I have to tell you that in my experience, founders write the worst product descriptions because we assume... People know all about our product and what it is. So we are some of the worst copywriters for product descriptions. I remember reading uh, a client who had a very technical product. I won't say who it is because it's confidential, but um, her product page didn't even say what her product was and did. And I was like, this is a big miss, but it's because she's so into the technicality. She wasn't even like thinking that people would need explanation as to how it works and what it does and the components and stuff like that. She's already into like the the engineering of it and whatnot. So you really want to have somebody else read your product page descriptions and see if they're making sense. Um, the other thing to include on your website is, yeah, using buttons that are compelling and contrasting. This is not where you want to get like aesthetic with add to cart buttons. You don't want them to be like transparent or something like that. You want them to be a contrasting color that people would see and want to click. Uh, This is where CRO, which I talked about at the beginning, conversion rate optimization comes in because you can do little tests on color and stuff like that, but you have to have like a system for testing it and measuring it. And and there's a lot of like integrations with like Google tags and all this kind of stuff to, or, or Optimizely and all these tools to kind of work through which test worked and whatever. I don't even do this myself, it's way too complicated. Um, but it can be worthwhile if you have significant traffic on your website. So if you've got probably about 50,000 visitors a month on your website, then you potentially could be looking into CRO. Um, okay, so we talked about product description, we talked about add to cart button, good photography, compelling product names, um, and descriptions, above the fold, on mobile, fit, models, measurements, fabric care, shipping and returns information. What else do you need on a product page? Well, I would put up any pricing, discounts, or promotions. So obviously you have a price on your product page, but if you have like a two pack, buy two, get X percentage off, then put that on your product page. Again, sections, or you can make a custom product template to do this. So if you're having a pre-order bonus, you can make a Shopify 2.0 custom template, copy off your product default template, and um, just add a little section that has like the pre-order offer in it. That's a great way to showcase that and improve your conversion as well. Um, What else can you do? So other things that I like to do on product pages, when I have like really top products, I like to include photos of like influencers and affiliates and even customers sometimes wearing the product. So you can pull in your Instagram feed. I just would make sure it's not pulling out to um, your Instagram so it's not distracting people away from your product page. You can add videos. Videos are a great way to see the product, how it moves. Even a simple just walking video um, in the light box, which is where all the photography is, can be really powerful. Or with Shopify custom templates, you can add it below. Um, Other things you can add um, that can be helpful um, is reaffirmation of why you're different and why you matter. So as an example, on our product page, we have a little banner. that says, high quality made locally, effortless style, quality, comfort and efforts, and genuine sustainability would compromise nothing so you don't have to either. Um, Proudly one of a handful of women-owned certified B corporations in Canada. So we have a reaffirmation of that. We have a couple of pages where we have like fit appointment blocks at the bottom or um, returns blocks at the bottom. And again, you can kind of customize this. I've seen brands do this really well where they talk about um, the fabrics, the materials, all that kind of stuff. Whatever your point is, difference is, make sure you're reaffirming it. Because again, people aren't gonna go searching on your website to figure this out. They are gonna go and kind of see where, what's on your product page instantly. They don't have the wherewithal or the time to deal with that. So make it easy for people to shop with you and that should be it all right so we're about 30 minutes in so i want to kind of start to wrap this up um so other things for conversion rate that you should be thinking about for top converting product pages so we've talked about a lot of stuff um definitely you know some basics like action-oriented text um, if you have any other incentives or shipping promos or anything like that you want to put on there um, if you're having a sale make sure you're using The Shopify markdowns abilities, so that's putting in the original retail and the sale retail so that people can see the discount. Um, That will definitely help with conversion rates. And yeah, there's a lot of apps you can use here too. So you can do a lot of bundling apps. Not sure if they necessarily increase conversion, but they will drive up your AOV potentially and also potentially drive a better customer experience as well. So that is the anatomy of a high converting product page from end to end lots to take in there, lots of changes if you want to make them today or tomorrow or whatnot, but just focus on the basics. You know, I would say of all the things that you're trying to do, like it's so important to have somebody look at your website that's not you. <laughs> so, so important because, you know, we are our own worst enemies and we're too biased to look at a product page. So like have a friend read a couple of product pages and, Get some feedback or you can use tools like Hotjar or Lucky Orange to watch people browse your site and see where they drop off. Where do they get confused? Are they having trouble clicking images on mobile? Like what is the holdup on your product page and why aren't people purchasing? That's so, so important to get a handle on. So with the tools we've talked about today, hopefully you can identify your overall conversion rate. You can drill down into what products are driving that down and start to do some optimizations potentially on some of those product pages as well Um, and or make a plan in the future to restock that product if it's low, lots of options there. Um, And remember to invest in high quality product photography and video if you can. And if you're at that stage where you're ready to do some more investment, you can definitely look into hiring a CRO, conversion rate optimization agency or freelancer just make sure you vet them thoroughly and get references. My favorite way is to get through a referral from other founders. Um, if I knew somebody really great, I would tell you I'm seeking one right now myself uh, for our website for some advanced analytics. But you can do a lot of this yourself, a lot of the basics, and you can get pretty far with the basics. So I wouldn't start investing $5,000 a month in CRO unless you really have that financial bandwidth to do that and also have enough volume on the, both the sales and the visitor's side to justify it. All right, so let's bring this episode on home. So we've gone through the anatomy of a top converting product page today for product-based brands. I hope you've learned something and taken lots of notes that you can apply to your own website to improve your conversion rate. If you had a favorite tip or moment in this episode, screenshot this episode and tag me at Christy Sumer on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. I welcome any and all feedback. And if you're on any of the popular platforms, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or I think Amazon, you can rate and review our podcast. I'd appreciate it so, so much. Makes my day. And don't forget, we have a free founders group, the e-commerce mavens group uh, link will be in the show notes to join. All right. Take care and have a wonderful day. Bye. Thank you for listening to brave and boss the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com where you can find all the show notes, free resources and blog posts and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K R I S T I S O O M E R on Instagram find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.